0: Welcome to the Afton Podcast. Today, we're thrilled to introduce our next guest, Vicky Hosgen. With great leadership skills, Vicky has carved a niche for herself as a talented production designer. Her portfolio spans from music videos to commercials and feature films, showcasing her exceptional ability to bring narratives to life through design. Today, we'll explore her journey in the film industry, delve into her creative process, and discuss her experiences on various projects. So be prepared to be inspired by the remarkable Vicky on the Aftem podcast. What inspires your artistic vision, and what is your creative process like when designing a film set?
1: I don't feel like I have very much like a specific thing that kind of sparks my creative vision to begin with I think that I pull like inspiration from pretty much everything that's around me from like the people that are around me from literally I feel like anything honestly I'm pretty like open book on the concept of like what inspires me I'm not very uh tied down to like one thing yeah yeah so I feel like sometimes when I get that question, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> shit, how am I, the fuck am I supposed to
0: answer that? Um, I know I, it can be very broad of a question, mm-hmm. you know, then something that has come out. What What do you think when working on it or seeing a previous work of yours, what, what inspired you? What was the main things that inspired you there?
1: Mainly what I, I uh, indulge most in is like short films and features. Very rarely production design many commercials. I have done it, but I feel like I'm I'm more connected to like features and short films, which is shocking because I feel like at the very beginning of my like being an art director and kind of getting into it, I was like straight away from long format because it was kind of like terrifying. It's just, it takes up so much of your time. So like when someone offers you the job to do it, you're like, um, man, I got to like write off my next three months if I say <laughs> yes to this, you know? I'm like, okay, hey, what do I got planned? Nothing because I'm going to be doing this long format. But anyways, I... I stick with that mainly, but I don't know. I feel like with long format or short films, I can kind of dive in more to like the understanding of the character or talk to the writer about, you know, what they see in the story and like what they envision for it. Yeah. Where with like commercials, you work with like specific clients that are very regimented on like what they want as a brand. Mm. You know, they're they're, they're not there's not a lot of like freedom to.
0: They already have their vision. Type yeah. Of thing going yeah. On, yeah. Right? I mean, and a set style is is what you're saying.
1: Essentially, yeah. It'll be hard for you to like, for at least my experience and what I've worked with with clients that do commercials. It's like less play. Yeah. You know, like for example, if you did the bay, they're like, these are our colors. This is our vibe. This so is you, what you're getting.
0: In other words, you're already limited to what you can do. But isn't that the same uh, with short film feature? Surprisingly
1: not. I feel like the communication on those is a lot more open and, you know, they want to know what the production designer thinks about it. They want to discuss the script. And like, I feel a lot more free to like, ask ideas, like, where did this come from? Why did you write it like that? What Mm. does this reflect for you? Or like deep diving on like the character's personality and like maybe what does that character do? outside of what the viewer is going to see once they watch the, the feature of the short film so yeah. that I can like understand who they are and yeah. then I can like design the set around things that maybe the viewer wouldn't know like maybe the script says that the character's main job is like like they work in taxes or something yeah I just like really, I honestly just like made that up but like
0: <laughs> taxes are gonna be spliff in there yeah but the- like
1: what's in there what's in there um what's in their house that showcases other hobbies that they're doing that necessarily isn't in the script, but Mm. builds character. Mm. Like I like doing that. I really like to like method dress.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you have to research this character. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes for quite a bit is what, what I'm getting from you compared to commercials where it's just, okay, here we have these set of clothes, for instance, if it's a clothing brand with short films, as, as mentioned, you're really diving into a character. And most of the time there's more than one character, meaning you have to dive into many characters' mindsets. Yeah. And then also getting into the, the mindset of, okay, there are these individual characters. How do I combine both of them if they're in a setting together? You know, Mm -hmm. what type of setting, uh, what would the setting look like if they were together? and they have impact on this xyz world.
1: <laughs> it it is true though. I feel like uh, that's kind of why I I lean more towards like short films and features. It's just because there is like an entire world that you can indulge in and create that is like not what is in our reality. Like you kind of just get to write it. Like you get to you get to play with it. You get to um kind of add your own things and I think that like working with that type of client is a lot more free. Like mm. I get a lot more freedom in that, you know. It's like We get to teamwork and and discuss a lot of like balance between the two. So
0: that's good. That's really good. I I guess
1: I I strayed away a little bit from the main question, but I think with the designing of a set, I like to basically like method dress. Like if I go to location scouts and stuff, like I wanna sit in the location for like twenty-five minutes by myself, thirty minutes by myself, and just like really take in Mm. what I think this character is gonna think on a day-to-day, what they're gonna do, how do they place a cup, how they interact with their space so that i can understand you know where they would put the tv where they would put certain things that they do on daily because i think we don't necessarily realize it when we're watching the movie how much the background and stuff like affects our feeling towards it so i think that i like to really try to think about what that person would be like
0: like the notion of you sitting there and trying to understand this character trying to understand as you said, like how a cup is placed, you know, that makes me wonder, okay, if it's just how a cup is placed, then what other minute details are there? You know, it, does this person, does this person leave crumbs on the table mm-hmm. type of thing? You know, what color is the room? What, what are some small micro things you change in the setting and what are some macro things that you change depending on the character. Can you can you give me
1: I think that it's so it's crazy. It's so dependent again on like what job I'm working on at that time. I think the thing that I continuously learn in film is that when I learn something on one set, it's not something that I'm ever going to do again on like really? the next set because each story is different. Like you know, there's a general aspect that carries over like communicating or like understanding the client, like things like that, but if I were to because uh,
0: every character is different in other words, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's like I consistently have to challenge myself to think differently mm. every single time. Maybe the last character really cared about lighting. Yeah. Like in a in a way that like, you know, they use overhead lighting. Yeah. Where like maybe the next character only uses lamps. And like I know that's a weird thing to say, but no, it actually changes yeah. the concept of how that person walks through life because you know, I don't know. I just think about it more as like who it, was this person when they were growing up? Mm. What kind of person are they? Like, I know how I am. I know how my best friend lives. So we both live differently. And I like to understand that in characters. It's just yeah. like so, we have a lot of effect from from our surroundings and our product of environment. So I have to try to think about that when I'm like indulged in a character on like a movie. So mm. I'm like, oh, what product do you live in every day?
0: So in other words, What inspires you is your curiosity of what other people are like in a sense, Mm
1: -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Something that I also learned with like just like being production designer, like I feel like I'm such a baby PD still and I'm like learning every single day and then I'll think about the fact that I've production designed X amount of things so far, but yet I'll still be like, no, 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 I'm still learning. But it's just because every single thing I do is completely different than before. Mm. It doesn't. So I'm like constantly learning a new thing. Mm. But one thing that I like really love is I have to understand lighting and I have to understand camera and I have to understand the different departments because what like for wardrobe, for instance, what the character is wearing, like color theory that matters to me because then I want to help balance that in the room. And like, what am I going to buy? What am I going to purchase for this character that's living there to make the viewer feel a certain way? Because color theory is really important and like makes you, you know, gives you a specific emotion. But so does lighting. Yeah. So then talking to lighting about how they're gonna light the space, so that I can understand the mood they're going for, then also changes the cup that the thing the character is using, yeah. and then then talking to camera about like the shots they're doing. It's like, oh, it, what kind of is it a moody shot? Is it high? Is it low? Is it close to the face? Is it wide? Like I'm still learning all of that, and I so think you're it's important.
0: Re- you're really working with camera department. Are you working around them? Or are you chiming in and working with them, or do they work around you?
1: Mm, I think again, it's like
0: it depends it
1: de- it depends because yeah. some things are, you know,
0: I like that there's not only one answer.
1: I know plus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. Like I said, it's it's so dependent on the job, so it's so different. I think sometimes if it's a smaller crew, the collaboration's a lot more easier because there's less of you, so you have more time to talk and you have more time to be part of calls also depends on like when they hire you how much time before the shoot like is it fast are we feeling rushed yeah because like time management is also like such a major thing that can affect creativity and the process of what you can and cannot do Mm. budget's also kind of a huge thing that stunts creative growth yeah yeah. not all the time it's kind of a challenge that i like about low budget things is that uh I have to figure out a way to get yeah. my creative process across with very little money. And then
0: when you work on something big later on, you could be like, oof, what a budget. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't even need any of this. I pretty much
1: can make whatever.
0: <laughs> you were talking about understanding other departments. So you work key on key with the lighting department. What other departments do you work with? Well,
1: I think it's it's not necessarily like something that happens every time i don't have like a lot of control over how lighting is it's just like nice that some things that you work on you can have that discussion yeah you know like when you go to scouts and stuff and you're with all the department heads like they're gonna ask you like oh okay like this is kind of how i see lighting is gonna go down like art what do you plan on having in this space so Mm -hmm. it becomes more of like a collaboration conversation
0: i see you know
1: but it really depends at the end of the day what client's gonna want too. so Mm -hmm. if they're like i don't like that lighting You can make the argument, but the client's still going to probably like overrule what they want. You know what I'm saying?
0: But it's less likely they do that unless it's a commercial.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it's like, it's like so dependent. I feel like some people have worked on commercials where they, the, you know, the PD has a say on some things. I think this is just more so like in my experience so far with the commercials I've worked on, it has been very like regimented and there's less like, yo, I think this would look cool. Conversations. It's more like, no, this is what we want, and you're like, all right. That's what TD
0: wants, man. Like, you think TD will be like, yeah, have some like flowers bursting up in the air Mm. and have a giant um, what's that float balloon called? A blimp.
1: A blimp, yeah. (laughs) Just coming crashing down
0: (laughs) into the and onto the set. And
1: they're like, no, 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 no. We actually just want a guy in a cubicle. Keep it simple. Keep it simple with a book.
0: Don't forget the bridge. The shot of the bridge. The bridge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: some guy from fucking like HGTV <laughs> just right. chilling in there. <laughs> and, like buy a house and you're like, all right.
0: <laughs> so with production designing, you most likely have a few people under your belt. Uh, what's the hierarchy in like from production designer to say props master and whatnot? Well, what's it like on short films?
1: Again, I feel like, you know, With the jobs that I've done so far, like the features and short films I've done so far, I'm not at a point where I need like 10 employees. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm still like taking on like those early easy not easier jobs, just low budget ones like I, yeah. I feel like i'm still in that i'm not taking on like a 50k job yet or something it's like i haven't gotten to that point in my it's career it's gonna happen i yeah you know You're i hope so you not
0: new to it anymore <laughs> yeah i know one day i'm just gonna get the
1: offer and be like oh my god yeah. this is kind of crazy <laughs> um so i think it i don't know i don't really necessarily look at it In a hierarchy way, Mm -hmm. I like to just kind of hire a team and create a space where we all feel like collaborative and we can all talk Mm -hmm. and discuss. And also it just depends like what that person wants to learn and like where they want to go. You know, I'm not going to make someone a buyer if they don't give a shit about buying. Like, I'm going to hire someone that's like, oh, I want to do that that's been i've been waiting to do that like okay perfect yeah and then i think it also depends on like the the job and like the heaviness to it if i have that time that i can hire someone that's still learning that i can be able to like support them in their yeah in their growth and have the time to then i will but if there's if i'm on a job that's like pretty strapped i need someone that's like that knows their that knows their shit because like i won't i'll drown i won't have time (laughs) to like help you you know what i mean i'm gonna be like this is just so stressful
0: yeah is it like what you're working on right now uh with Jack. Mm-hmm. Are you pretty much like okay, I need to hire the people that I know?
1: Um no, because it because it's a short film, it's only me. I'm all art. Ooh. Yeah. I think I get like I get one person for prep day, which is nice. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like needed. But that's mainly the things that I do, it's like me, just me, or like me and one other person, or me and two other people. So, it's been a very like, you know, small team. And I have like people that I yeah. Use often, you know, work on like a group. Of people.
0: Honestly, art department is just so bomb. Just because, <laughs> like, when you're saying that, I'm all I'm already in my head being like, "Yo, this person, like, she doesn't have a lot of arguments with people," and it's like, you know, how certain people can bicker. Like when you have a big team and everybody has these roles, um, they start bickering eventually, mm-hmm. so, and. Not necessarily out of spite per se, but just because they all have like different ways of, oh, I want this. Operating. And, yeah. yeah, I want to operate this in this way and the other one is I want it in this way. Whereas with you, you're like, okay, like I'm here. I'm the one. Like, let me do it how I want to do it. Like, I'll inquire from these other guys here, this, these other departments. But for the most part, like.
1: Yeah, I'm not running a team. Yeah, of you're like- not
0: running a team. You're not. You're not trying to make anybody happy. Mm-hmm. But well, yourself and client And the client,
1: yeah. But I'm not like trying I'm not like babysitting. But yes. like not that you necessarily are babysitting, but um, shockingly enough, I come from like a very strong management background. Like pre-me yes. coming into film. Yes. You know, I I did like heavy mentoring. I went to like classes to learn. Yeah, to be a manager so i feel like i've i have a lot of like understanding on how to like manage people properly
0: but then there's this notion that okay in in order you you need an art degree in order to do anything that's art related and whatnot Mm -hmm. right but from your standpoint of actually doing something else that would help you in a leadership position i feel like that is much more necessary if you if you want to grow it's great to have leadership skills more yeah. than anything because a, a great artist uh, who graduated from uni or whatever may not make a great leader.
1: A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I agree with that.
0: Like that's where you get artists shouting at people and like not having like you, they start having bad reps just because they, they don't have
1: know how to manage. It It is pretty crazy that I feel like they need to teach more like social skills. Or, like, how to communicate. I think communication is, like, one of the most important things in, like, the human existence Mm -hmm. because we're so different from each other. And, like, the only way that we can really, like, express and get someone to understand is if we are learning how to communicate that thought process. Mm -hmm. But it's also not even about, like, the delivery. It's also about how you receive information. So That is true. I think that there's a balance in that. And, you know, specifically with set, when you're running a set, the hard part is that you're doing, like, 14, 15, 16 hour days, yeah. it gets really tough, a lot of stress, a lot of work. And then on top of that, you have to like keep the morale up mm-hmm. for your team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's the most important thing, at least that I think is like keeping people's spirits up and remembering that like, it's hard to <laughs> feel creative when you're so zonked. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, you're getting like angry with your employees and everyone's in a bad mood. It's like that doesn't create a good space for people. It doesn't make people feel like comfortable enough to express themselves. So it's like keeping people's morale up is like very important to me.
0: Yeah. I heard someone say you could be garbage at what you do, but if you're nice, you'll most likely get hired again.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> more than
0: anything. Yeah, right. it's, it's true, and in some way, it's true. It's just
1: because, like, I think it's uh, actually I, when I when I was working as a manager before, like I said, before I worked in film, yeah. when I would hire employees, it had less to do with me hiring on skill set and more had to do with me hiring on like morale, values, mm. and like energy. Because like, you can teach anyone anything, but it, they have to be willing yeah. and they have to be open to doing that. And it's like. You know, you can get a person that's like, I know fucking everything. They don't know how to build um, team spirit, um, don't know how to communicate, they're stubborn, they're closed, and they don't want to learn anymore because they think they know everything. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that person. Yeah. I want someone that is open, willing, wants to learn, wants to grow, wants to do those things. Yeah. And then, sure, I can teach you, I can train you, I can do anything that's going to give one, you what you need.
0: The biggest one is taking responsibility for your mess ups. Yeah. Accountability. Yeah. Because a lot of... A lot of the time, we have, and when I say we, I mean just everybody
1: in general and society. Yeah,
0: a society. Yes, we have a tendency of diverging blame mm-hmm. off of, from ourselves um, onto onto circumstance. Without taking accountability, we don't learn from our mistakes. And the key, the key part with film, with art, with dance, with music. Did I miss anything? No, oh, nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Got them all. <laughs> FDM.
0: The <laughs> key part of all of them, and to grow as an artist, is simply to understand that how can I correct it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, with dance, for instance, you are doing I don't know these moves, so please, like, like <laughs> don't come, don't come at them. <laughs> don't come at me. <laughs> like with dance, you're doing this like 360 spin, right, and you're not getting enough like what aerodynamic flow and you're s- then slowing down so like you're slowing down and you're wobbling okay you're doing it the wrong way what are you going to do you're going to be like okay um i'm doing it the wrong way how do i fix it how do i get better mm-hmm. and and like this is taking accountability for yourself you know with yourself in a situation where you're on your own cuz if you can't take accountability where you're talking to yourself you're trying to better improve yourself without anyone there you're not going to be able to take accountability for when you're in a situation where you're, you're with other people yep it's, yeah. it, it all starts within more I, over anything
1: i think like the the interesting with that or interesting thing with that that i'm like still learning is that's also something that happens with clients you know like i i have messed yes. up on so <laughs> many jobs so <laughs> many jobs there's probably been something i flopped on maybe you know, didn't spend my money wisely, didn't think about all the intricacies of every concept of that thing Mm -hmm. so that I made sure all the fires were put out before. Like, you know, every single job I'm doing, I'm learning something. And that's also like me taking accountability for my own things. I'm like, oh no, totally. I could have done that different. And I think that that's at least like a mindset. I'm, I'm like, happy I have because it helps me realize what I need to do on the next job to be like, okay, the last one I didn't communicate X, Y, and Z as good as I should have. How can I do it better on this one? Yeah. How do I discuss it better? What do I listen for? And I think that helps me work better with clients. That
0: internal dialogue, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I take notes
1: every, every yeah. job. I'm like, okay, this job, I did these things good. And, the, and I did these things bad. Yeah.
0: Okay. Quick pause here, I know, I know, another host asking you to subscribe, predictable. But if you're enjoying this conversation with Vicky and you'd like to hear more insightful and let's be honest, sometimes awkward chats with creators in the art, film, dance, and music realms, then subscribing might be worth that cliche click. So hit that subscribe. What are some of the biggest challenges you face as an art director in the film industry and how have you overcome them? It's a very broad question and I feel like it, as you said, it depends from gig to gig. So we could say your previous gig.
1: Like the last one that I struggled with? Yeah. I think I kind of analyze my work just on how I can do better. It has less to do with like the effects of like external things. Obviously that's like, that like happens a lot but mm-hmm. I think it's more so just like communication as I keep saying is like my biggest factor and what holds me back or the I guess the biggest challenge and then also you know being in any arts the competitions always gonna be something that you're like competing against and I think that sometimes that can really like stunt your confidence and like like really uh, attack your, your like your insecurities which then can make you walk through projects not feeling your best self So I think a lot of it is just like reminding myself like what my journey is, my purpose of this job and why I'm doing it and making sure that it's like still aligning with like what I want out of life and does it represent me and did I do my best? Mm -hmm. Because like really all I have control over is myself. I don't have much control over anyone else and like how they feel about a situation, but I do have control over how I communicate to them and represent myself in the space and networking and like how i want to be perceived so i think that's mainly my challenge there's, always is myself <laughs> I so,
0: that's i like that yeah Damn, i don't think i don't think we've had anybody say that like my challenge no not at all i think there's your unique one <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a i i think that's just like obviously there's other challenges and just the sense of like like i said long hours working on a team and all those things but like it's always going to start within. It's like, how do I handle that situation? How do I want to get through a long day? Am I not having the best mental state that day? How am I going to overcome that so that I can keep the morale up so I can still represent myself properly? Like those are things that I think about mainly. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Attitude is everything. I I feel like, as mentioned before, when you're in a lower position, you don't necessarily have to like, yes, you worry about communication, but you don't necessarily have to worry about it as much. Yeah, it doesn't as, hinder you as much yeah. as, like,
1: someone that's in, like, um, the uh, higher role. Yeah, where, okay, it's your job to
0: communicate um, the the theme that's mm-hmm. going on. It's your job to communicate with other departments. So the moment you mess that up is the moment the the set starts becoming a little rotten. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think too, like some other challenges. Like, I think my whole life or like the two careers that I've had so far, because my last job, like I was with them for 10 years, I've worked in very like male dominated industries. Mm. And, you know, I'm not really like wanting to always lean on that being a challenge because I like to try to think well, differently. Well, it is a challenge it. though. It is. It is. But I, I try to look at it more as just like a, a, it's something that can happen, but it's not like my main. Mm. Thing that hinders me, but you know, when I worked in the skate industry, it was the exact same thing. It's very male dominated, and I I still feel it in this industry with with like certain microaggressions or certain conversations that are had, like maybe not being heard or being spoken over. It's like little things. It's not so much like you are girl, so no. It's like not (laughs) like that, you know. It's just like it happens very subtly, and like sometimes I can be um, honestly.
0: Thank you for explaining this to me because like I I hear this. But I like I never really get the explanation, so I never really fully understand. Like I understand that it's a male-dominated environment, but then like most of the time when someone tells me that, when a lady tells me that, like that's where it stops. So you actually coming in and explaining it to me a little more and going that extra Knowing step. Going in depth, me, yeah, it, it really helps me understand. So please carry on sorry for No 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 that's okay it's <laughs> like
1: you know I, I like talking about this stuff just because again it's just like the human condition how society is like it, it it is just things that are inherent in our brain we just need to consistently look at it as a way that we can like change and make sure that we're making the state like the space safe for everyone mm-hmm. to discuss and talk about their ideas and such so sometimes i find that that's like uh um a difficulty in my role more so just like when talking to I guess like certain examples, like if I'm talking to a client and I'm like, oh yeah, this is like a really cool idea. And then they don't really listen to it, but then they, there's a male partner that says the exact same idea as me. And then they're like, yo bro, that's sick. I'm like, Ugh, I just said that. Yeah. Like I literally just said that. I've been yeah. saying that for freaking three days. Have you not understood that yet? So it's it's just like very subtle things that I can feel. But at the same time, like there's so many sweet, amazing strong women doing crazy stuff in the field right now and like Mm. such strong women production designers like i work with a lot of women honestly so it's like really nice in that way um that's why i was like it's it you know it is a male-dominated industry but i'm trying to like view it with a different perspective yes because i think if i view it with a different perspective it helps me approach it in a way that's like understanding versus it being more like me being like judgy and only looking at it from like, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because it's not necessarily their fault either. It's just the way that life is right now. And it's like, I don't want to look at it like he said, she said, or like, this is a fault. It's like, okay, there's room for opportunity. Yeah, And I also have to represent myself in the best way. So how do I do that?
0: Yeah. It sounds like you've analyzed it as, okay, the current is going west. Like, I understand it's going west. I'm not necessarily like, and, and I understand that, okay, fighting the current, yes, that's possible, but I'm going to somewhat go, well, north, mm-hmm. where you're not necessarily fighting the current, but at the same time, you're like going with it.
1: I'm going with it, but I'm, you know, you know I'm switching the direction so, just a little yeah. bit.
0: <laughs> so I feel like, like with that as well, you're, you're more likely to get, the wind direction itself to go north as well mm-hmm. than just completely going opposite of it. like the more you work with the people that you're working, the more you eventually find a common ground with them uh, i I feel like that's what I'm getting from you, and that's what I'm understanding,
1: yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I think it's just like also like it's a mixture of both, you know, and when I say like it happens in like micro doses, it's like it's not like so blatantly in front of you like everyone can notice it's happening although sometimes that does actually happen yeah um it's more just so those in cocky like hockey
0: bastards man
1: yeah yeah essentially yeah it's, man some of the things i'm just like <laughs> whoa that was so out of pocket but i want to walk away from that one <laughs> <laughs> um I, it's more so just like in little things like uh you know if i'm working on something i'm doing a build Cause I really like want to work on like carpentry and stuff, like building sets. I, I like learning that. There's a bunch of people in the room. It could just be me and like a bunch of other guys. But if I'm like, oh, I'm ready to do this, mm-hmm. no, a guy will just come and be like, yo, no, it's fine. I'm gonna do it. Don't worry about it. It's like, I can do it. Like yeah. I can do it. You don't need to like baby me through this. I know how to use a drill. Yeah. You know, it's like little things like that. I know that sounds like that's just a small example, but um, yeah, it's just like tiny little microaggressions. I try not to like get under my skin, but I know. It's just coming from like a specific viewpoint. So I'm just mm. like, okay, this is happening. It's fine. The only way I can really like overcome this is like with patience and making sure that I'm like being confident within my role and being like, no, it's fine. I can do this. And then like yeah. showing it in action that I can do it. Yeah. Is like, you know, kind of something that I work on a lot on like sets is just patience, really.
0: Man, your willpower is tough. Like you got it. Mm -hmm. honestly like that's crazy you mentioned earlier that you sometimes can get a sense that there's competition and like with competition and someone else making ground you have these insecurities Mm -hmm. right by that competition do you mean like your fellow peers or sorry peers that's goal term
1: Peers, your fellow peers. <laughs> I don't know, I like it. Let's use it. Let's use it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh do you mean like by your fellow peers or just by other people that are in the field?
1: All the I above. All, all the, the above. above, yeah. I think it's like, you know, because it is I think with any arts you compare a lot. Mm. You know, you're comparing yourself to people that you are with all the time you're comparing yourself to people you've never worked with before like other production designers that you know their name you've never worked with but like you know they've made a name for themselves you like look at their work and you're like damn man that's crazy good i yeah. don't know if i can do that i don't know if i can do that so you know it's like constantly challenging that thought process of like um fear mm-hmm. like as soon as you get a job you're like man i don't know like what why did I get this? Why didn't someone else get it that's better than me? There's definitely someone else say that's better than me. They can do it better than me. So it's yeah. like constantly having that in the back of your head. Like that's what I'm trying to like diminish and fight because.
0: Do you think that's ever going to go away? Because that's a human.
1: No, like, I don't think it ever go away. away. It's, yeah. also the, it's also the emotion that gives you the fight. Yeah, You know, like that's the thing where you're like, no, no, I can do this. So like you want to have that. Like if I didn't have that, then I'd just be a cocky. Bastard. mean yeah like talking yeah. mean person yeah who just thinks that i'm too good for anybody it's like that's not that's not it i and think once that you I'm,
0: start thinking that way you're done learning
1: yeah absolutely and once you're done
0: learning you're you're fucked
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <But> it, <laughs> yay <laughs> um,
1: and that that's the one thing like i hope and this isn't even just like in my career like i consistently hope for the rest of my life on earth i want to learn like I just want to learn all the time yeah I never want that emotion to go away I want to learn Mm -hmm, totally I think that's also just like you know again everyone's like built different people care about things a bit different and I think that my struggle with it or with the industry being so like competitive is like genuinely I'm not really that much of a competitive person like I like to collaborate and hang out and be like, yay, we're all doing good. You know, like it's more so I'm not just like, yo, I can't wait to, well, I guess maybe I am. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I can guess myself. I think it's just like, I guess maybe I just had to change like my, my perspective of like what I think being competitive is just because, you know, what inspires me a lot in life is my closest friends and seeing how they relate to their art and mm. seeing how you know i know the 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 depths of them because i've known them for so long and then when they start to put art out i can see what it's matched to do you know what i mean like yeah. i can i with my friend writes a song i can understand the inc- intricacies of that song and mm. why it represents to them and like why they made it in the first place and i think that that's really like beautiful but then that also and inspires the frick out of me and it's i'm like yo i can't to. wait to do that like i yeah. want to also do that so it's like is that competition i don't know it's not competitive it's just it drives me it's to want to do yeah motivation yeah. okay yeah maybe i was just confused i was just confused there for a second but <laughs> <laughs> like it inspires me it makes me want to be better but it doesn't make me want to be better than them in that way i just want to yeah. be better with them Like, I want to be like, yo, that's so cool. Like, you did that. Look what I can do. And it's like that kind of space where sometimes I think that in film there's like, or I guess in any art industry, there's like a certain sense of competition that makes you feel challenged and kind of makes you like think, like waver yourself as a person or something. Like, you know, it really just like attacks your insecurities. And then you think Mm. that you need to like be X, Y, and Z to be the best. So then you start, you start like losing yourself and what you bring to the table and start fitting into like a certain box. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly and it's what like, you're saying. I, that's the thing that I I challenged myself with where I'm like, I don't want to be in that box. I just feel yeah. like I'm just here to like have fun, create a cool set, keep doing it. And, and it's for me, you yeah. know? It's just like I learn, I'm doing it for me and that's cool, that's fun and we get to share it together. Like I'm not trying to like you know, get on this like hierarchy thing where I'm like, you stay down there and (laughs) I'm up here now. It's like, I don't care about any of that. It's like, why don't we just grow together? Let's talk together. You look at a room differently than I look at a room. So why do you look at the room like that? Yeah. Let's just talk about it. Like, that's the best part about it.
0: I feel you, man. Like, it's like what you're saying is just golden. You're preaching right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah it's just sharing you know it's i i remember when i when i was originally coming into this podcast or like the interview i was like so nervous yeah still a little nervous you're fine <laughs> like, you're doing but, great thank you like, um but i was like thinking about it i was like oh man like what kind of questions like what are my answers gonna be because i feel like a lot of the things that inspire me is like just the in- intricacies of like the human mind mm-hmm. and like how we're how we're different has less to do with like this artist inspires me because of x y and z it's like i do have that but the thing that trumps it the most is just like how we interact with how all humans interact with space yeah and just like seeing how things affect us you know like this plant makes me feel a certain way it makes you feel a certain way it makes you feel a certain way we all interact with an object and sure there's crossover in some way but there's so much more to it than just that you know i also just look at this plant i love it but it's also because when i lived with all my best friends we had the same plant you see you know what i mean i can like it's like it's really connects to a specific memory and like you also look at that memory there's a connection of memory for you
0: yeah you know see it's like
1: two different things but we feel the same about it but it's like but why it's like oh because there's a memory that you have in your head that i'll never be able to see yeah but it's there yeah and that's Freaking cool, (laughs) and then you put that into like art and like I don't know art's just like endless amount of experience, yeah, human experience.
0: Um, you're talking about comparing oneself. I I find that yes, it's very it's a big thing, and with film especially, like Mm. we're always trying to compare ourselves to the other person who is working on the other set down the road, you know. But in the sense, the, the moment you start comparing yourself to, to others is the moment you stop losing the will to create for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when, as you said, once you, start, when, once you stop losing the will to create for yourself, you fall under this box. You fall into this box. And once you fall into this box, then you're kind of trapped and you, your voice kind of gets lost. Yes. In the midst of everything. I am the exact same way. When you were telling me that we grow together, that's something, that's what I say to every artist that I meet because I want to grow together with them, mm-hmm. you know, no matter if they're, like, I don't want to have friends um, in which they're like, oh, like, I passed you or like, bro, why are you growing alone? I'm jealous of you, mm-hmm. you know?
1: And like, you also, know? we all get things at different times in our lives, exactly. you know, like, you And it, you know, like I'm speaking about it. So like, like I'm speaking about it like this, but at the same time, like I have been consumed by that like negative um, thought process before. Like, you know, I used to live in a lot of like jealousy and, and like anger and, and like being upset with like me not being able to create things. But then I just started to realize that like. I'm angry that I'm not creating, but this emotion that I'm sitting in isn't the emotion to create with and to begin with. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not coming at this with the right mindset anymore. I'm looking at it more as a way that I can like level up versus how to just be happy with what I'm doing for myself. Exactly. And I think it took me a while to get over that. Cause I think sometimes to like major cities, maybe just Toronto, there's like a, a vibe and expectation to be a certain way. And sometimes that can hinder how you walk through mm-hmm. doing it yourself. And then you start to try too hard that you're trying so hard that you're creating it for other people when really art is the creation for yourself is a way that you express yourself. So it's like, you know, that, that hindered me a lot for a very long time that I had to take space. Cause I was like, oh, this isn't healthy. This isn't fun for me anymore. Yeah. Like I want to actually earlier today, I was talking to my friend about like getting a new hobby or something. She was talking about how she wanted to have a new hobby and Mm. how we just want to create art the same way that we would when we were kids, which there wasn't anything, there wasn't any like end goal expectation. Yeah, Yeah. it was just like, I'm just putting a pencil to a paper and it's probably going to be the ugliest thing ever. (laughs) But it's like so fun. It doesn't matter. There isn't like great, well, for me, see, this is the thing. It's like how I see it. There isn't, like, excellent – like, you can't grade art in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't – like, I guess you can. I don't know. It's like, obviously, you are so much better than you were before because you've been practicing it. Like,
0: a a child's imagination is crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they might not – like, I my brother sent me drawings of what he did. He sent me a dragon – love that. I love yeah, dragons. I know. <laughs> I know. He sent me a dragon. I forget what else he sent me, but he sent me some other things. And like yeah, my work, my dragons are crazier than his, but man, like just imagine what that kid is envisioning this dragon to look like. Yeah, yeah. Like, if
1: he keeps drawing that dragon for the next 10 years, it's right? going to be a crazy. Like, he's going to get that <laughs> dragon he's been imagining it in his head, whatever. Right. Better.
0: Like and that's the thing to to them, like to to us, we, are, we look at it and we're like, oh, okay, it's just a scribble on this paper. But then to them, their imagination is just out of this world. And that's mm-hmm. the imagination that I feel like as adults, adult artists, we start striving for. We kind of have this flow as artists where we're born and we have all the creative freedom that we want Mm -hmm. and then we start learning that the world that okay it's impossible because the world tells us no quite a lot of the the time right and our artistic imagination whatnot creativity goes down and eventually at some point we learn oh I want to be in the art world you know I want to thrive in the art world we start yearning back for That lost imagination and creativity that we had when we were young again. I don't know, something like bad comparison, but something like Coke. You have it the first time, you're like, holy hell. And then you try having it another time, and you're always yearning for that for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I haven't done Coke, by the way.
1: Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I don't do drugs. Moderation is key. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's always that like hump you have to go over. But like, honestly, even as you were saying all that, what I realized too is like how important everyone's role is. So I think I just came back to understanding that, you know, you need the compassionate person, but you also need the person who's kind of an ass too. Everyone is, everyone is useful in yeah. growth you know
0: well the person who's an ass basically helps put into perspective what you don't want to be that too
1: sense. but you also like some of my friends will be there with me and they'll they'll root me on every single time they mm-hmm. have nothing negative They're like you're amazing you're perfect keep going but you also do need the person that's like i don't know bro do better yeah or like eh. you need yeah. the eh guy because then you're like yeah what What do you mean? And then you want to do better. It's like everyone has such a monumental role in the experience. So it's like, I can't even be mad at you because you also (laughs) either teach me things I don't want to be or push me to be better. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like.
0: Always great having a person who can just tell you that, no, I I think you can do better.
1: mm -hmm. You -hmm. know,
0: Uh, because most of the time, just society itself, we try to avoid confrontation. Yeah, more than more than anything, and like with avoiding that and like having people close to us, we feel the need to please them, or rather not make them upset because we have a fear of losing them. I think that's a selfish thought, um, simply because if they're asking you, then they acknowledge where where you're coming from. They acknowledge who you are, and they want the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're trusting you. With that ability to tell them, okay, it's trash. Like, they're opening themselves to you. So, like, tell them the truth type yeah, of thing. totally. You know? Um, the problem, though, is that most of the time people can't take criticism. I was just going to say, <laughs> said, but back to my earlier conversation, it's also about how you
1: receive information. You have to, like, you also have to challenge why something's triggering you. Cause Yeah. Like, you know, if you're you're like t- someone's telling you to do better, and you're all like, oh, "Why am I angry?" It's like you just sit with that for a second. Why are you angry? You know, it's like yeah. just receive it better. It's yeah. okay. It's all good. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a negative thing. It's just like a, an observation. Truly, I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, can you discuss your experience working with directors, producers, and other members of the production team to bring your artistic vision to life?
1: I feel like I haven't had many terrible experiences i just think that like uh you know it really just comes down to like the fact that you're working as a team even though there's heads of departments and within those departments there's also smaller teams you know like each department has their own team but then on a grand scale we're all working together to make something beautiful happen in a very like short amount of time um because everything is so like fast paced and you're just like it's indulged so crazy. You don't even realize that like a week will go by and all you've been doing (laughs) is thinking about the couch. And I'm like, I need to find this couch. (laughs) I need to find the perfect couch. It's like crazy. But um yeah, I feel like my experiences working with certain clients and producers like have been relatively like really good. Like obviously within just art directing, like I said, I'm I have more limitations with the types of things I've done so far because I'm not working on grand scales like i'm yeah. not working on big jobs yet so in that way it's just like having the space to discuss what the end goal is because mm. like every person's position is so important on making sure the shoot days aren't killing anybody <laughs> yeah. you know like it is the film is kind of crazy like that that i've learned a lot Being in film, it's just like it. It is a. It's not for the week.
0: It's a complicated body, and you're just putting. You have different parts of the body. I forget who said it. I think it was Jack. He compared the human body to film and all the departments.
1: Oh, that's an interesting way of looking at that, for sure. Yeah, each department's a different, like a a different different body limb. limb. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. That's a really like fun way of looking at that, to be honest. But yeah, as I was saying, I don't know. I feel like film is definitely not for the week. You need to have like. Well every are. yeah, everyone on board. Like actually I think in one of in Jack's episode he does say something about how like working with the team on such long hour days, like it Twelve
0: plus one, he said. Yeah, it There's can always... be longer than that. It yeah. can be longer than that. Like yeah.
1: especially, you know, I feel like outside of location, art's always the first one there and the last one to leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're Most gonna be the likely. first to prep and then last to wrap because everyone else gets out before us. Yeah um that just puts you in for the long air i think uh something else that i've like kind of learned is that um you kind of just like have to let go like you you have to like relinquish control over certain things because it's just not gonna go as planned as you would hope can you give me an example um yeah like i guess less to do with me but you know on a on an actual shoot day say it's like 7am to 7pm there's like certain things i think some people can get pretty like uh, amped up and like yeah. angry that we're not completely on even though we have to be but i think it's like letting go of such control because at the end of the day things are just going to go that the way they do you know you kind of just like have to let some sense of control over so that it's not killing you because i think that when you're so amped up on having everything perfect it kind of like kills your spirit and then makes the morale of the whole day like really shitty and it must be so difficult being an ad Like I can't even imagine it's like, sometimes I just feel so much for them. Like you got to be on top of everyone all times of the day. You're probably like the most hated on set, (laughs) you know, and it's not even your fault. It's truly not your fault. But like, that's the thing. It's like, you know,
0: assistant director.
1: Yeah. You just have to plan for like three hours of the day to be absolute chaos. You just have to accept that there's gonna be a good portion Damn. of a said day that's just gonna be like up everyone's running around. Everyone's just being like crazy and all over the place. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this is insane. But like it happens every single time. So it's like at that point, is it you or is it just the concept of film? It's just crazy. So you kind of just the concept
0: of film. Yeah,
1: you kind of just like have to accept that. Cause I feel like my roommate says something the other day that was so funny. He came home and I was like, man, like before I can even get it out, he was like nothing went right today and i was like (laughs) yeah nothing went right today he's like yeah every day and i and then but it was like a joke but then when i he said that i like looked at it differently i was like oh wait i guess every day something is gonna go wrong but maybe it's not even going wrong and we're just taking it that way it doesn't necessarily mean it's actually going wrong it's just the way of the road
0: i mean if even if you're looking at like film as the human body well something happens to us at some point pretty much every day yeah like you you randomly get a rash or something you randomly stub your toe i don't know things are happening yeah you just have to
1: be like open for mistake
0: yeah sore tummy comes up Mm -hmm. that's a mistake or that's a body mistake
1: and like working around the mistake that happens but like realizing like I guess that's what I meant by, like, relinquishing control. It's just, like, okay, yeah. there, a mistake could happen or something's going to hinder the day, put set us back. Mm. What's a quick solution to still, like, come across and, like, do – get that project done the way we need to? And I think, like, all the departments really need to, like, be on that mm. to help smooth the process. Because, mm. like, sometimes, you know, you can be on set and you'll get, like – Some people who get pretty angry about stuff, I'm like, that anger is not going to be the solution. I'm going to be honest with you. That's actually making everyone else hate being here.
0: What's your entire process working with a client from the moment they start telling you their vision to you going back and forth and whatnot to you Having set ready,
1: usually I'll get a text at some point in the day, whether it's like two p.m. or eight p.m. i will be like, "Hey, hey, hey, you free? Like <laughs> a month from now to PD this job?" And I'm like, "Well, wow, that's crazy. Like it's so it's so weird that you just be like sitting and eating dinner and out of nowhere, I'm like doing a movie in a month." <laughs> it's not. It's not like. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just the thing with freelance. I'm still trying to get used to. It's just yeah. like random. Um. Anyways, then you just like. Have a few calls with the the client they kind of discuss what they like I guess I'll just pick one thing like a short film they'll yes. they'll send you the script you read the script um, and then you kind of have a call about it sometimes just one on one and then you'll have a call with like other heads of department. Again, it also depends on the client and how they like to run the show. They'll talk to you about your wage and then your budget. sometimes it depends too because either labor and art will be separate. Okay. And then sometimes other clients will give you labor and art together.
0: Do you prefer it separate? I prefer together? it separate. Okay. But
1: um, again, it depends. It, that's what I mean. It's, it's so different yeah. per client. But like, you know, sometimes they'll be like, hey, this is like a $5,000 job. That's your wage and art budget included. So it's like kind of on me to figure out what labor I'm going to be paying my people oh. and myself. And then what goes towards our budget, which
0: is a little crazy. I, then I see why you're like, okay, I want it separate. Yeah, but that that can just you be like a it separate.
1: Yeah, because it'll be like, hey, this is your wage. Yeah. You also get one or two people. You get an art director or set dresser. Some people actually like write it out. They're like, this is your wage. This is your art director wage, and this is your set dressing wage. This is what we can offer you. Um, and then you can banter back and forth on you know if that's enough or, mm-hmm. or if it's not, you know, it's also on you to decide if that wage is good enough mm-hmm. and you want to accept it for how big the job is. Um, and then like kind of once you go into that, then you talk about budget. And like that's the that's the thing that I also have been like learning a lot of is like I think when I first did my couple of jobs, um, I would get kind of like emotional in my head about the budget and what to offer. I wouldn't say no. I'd be like, I don't want to say no to you. Like this is your dream. This is what you want to do. So I'm going to try to make $100 work. Yeah, <laughs> Not actually, but you know, I would yeah. when in reality, the purpose of like my one of my main purposes is to discuss like what they can get with their budget and what I can do to still create the idea they have. So that would kind of be like another conversation that's had with the client. Just like, this is my budget. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, you can also tell when a client understands art department or when they've worked with art or worked in art. because really? like oh, How's that? Because A, they'll either say it, Mm-hmm. Or or you can tell based off like how realistic of a thing they're asking you to do. Because oh, okay. like sometimes you'll get a client, they'll be like, two yeah. days, we want you to build a helicopter. I know it should be really easy. You don't even worry about it. Just build a helicopter. It needs to work. You're an electrician, right? You should totally make it. You can do that. Anyways, but we only have $1,000, including your labor. And you're like, I can't make a freaking helicopter in two days. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But again, that's on me to you know be realistic with them and be like, that's completely... Unreasonable. Unreasonable. You can't do that. So that's another thing I guess like I get challenged with is just remembering to like stay in my ground and be confident with what I know. That's right. You know, it's like, I do know this. You have to trust that you're hiring the department for the answers you need. And sometimes you'll get a client that kind of speaks over you or like tells you what to do. It's like, hey man, you hired me because I know production design. Therefore, I know if that is going to be something that's feasible or not. So it's like reminding myself that like, this is what you can and cannot do with this budget. So either you can get more or we can like work with what we got and I'm still going to try to make it like the best thing that we can do. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get a helicopter.
0: (laughs) God damn! No helicopter, no blimp.
1: No helicopter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> toy size, maybe a toy size helicopter. I'll get you.
0: <laughs> you can get. You can make those miniature sets. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and okay, I'll use, make you a miniature like, set. The micro camera. I
1: <laughs> will use some fishing line everything. and fly okay. it through the sky. like, is this what you wanted? Because we're not getting a real one.
0: Then you could ask someone to just CGI that. Yeah, CGI set. it. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's kind of the process is just like completely going back and forth, making sure that we're on the same page. And then like deep diving on like, again, the intricacies of what I was saying earlier, which is like the character, the vibe, the mood. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, they send me exam, I'll ask them for like examples of things that made them want to write this to begin with. Like, you know, what's your favorite short film? What a movie, what are the things that feel you want to make it feel? And then like, I'll watch all of those things Mm -hmm. on my own time, just like get a grasp on like, what they like, yeah, so that I can understand more of like what I'm kind of I'm getting into. Uh, the execution, I guess, again depends on, you know, the location, what the location already has set there. Can I use stuff from the location? It's kind mm-hmm. of like my favorite thing on low budget stuff is to uh, lean in mm-hmm. on what's already available so that I can spend their money wisely. Yeah, like that's a that's another thing that I that is kind of fun when you're when you have a certain budget is like what do you what do i already have or can do without using the budget so that i can use the budget for cooler shit yeah like i want to make sure that i'm like getting the best hero items that represent it really well and like this is why production designers are hoarders.
0: I see now.
1: Yeah, like this is why we keep or why we want to keep so many things, and yeah. then we end up having a storage unit, and then we end up having a prop house. No, I'm kidding. We, I, <laughs> we don't move that quickly, but <laughs> I like I even realize that. Like I wish I had a storage unit because if I kept a lot of things, it's like, oh okay. Um, let's say I had this couch, for instance. Yeah. And then for some reason, I bought it and didn't rent it, and then I keep it. And for the next job, I get to use that couch again. To get that couch, say it was five hundred dollars. I just saved five hundred dollars because I already have it. Yeah. And now, creatively, I get to be excited because I can use that five hundred dollars towards doing something even crazier. crazier. Because I'm not wasting money on the little things. I already saved the little things. Yeah. You know, I see. it's like I can have like ten throw blankets in my storage unit, and I can just use those all the time versus continuously buying them or renting them on set. So then it it helps me save or like uh, utilize the money in a different way. Anyways, that's fine. And then execution. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's another tangent. Um, Yeah. And then execution is just like, depending on the heaviness of the job, how early do I need a vehicle? When do I need the cube? I have to like think about Mm. that kind of stuff. Like, you know, some jobs are unique, so they'll like want unique things. That stuff takes time to find. So it's just like about understanding the timeline you have to get all that stuff done and then just like talking to the producers and the clients about like what I need and And, making sure that they can meet me with that. And mm -hmm. if not, then we have to discuss other alternatives to get them what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not realistic. It's also, oddly enough, the things that you think would be the easiest to find always end up being the hardest the hardest thing yeah, to find. Give me an example. A white couch. <laughs> <laughs> I had a struggle for some reason. I went to like nine prop houses. Really? And like all the, you know. The I either could see. I could
0: see that being hard to find though.
1: And like a, le- a white leather couch, two seater, love seat. <laughs> like it was, I can't remember the job it was on, but I was astonished <laughs> for how long it took me to find a good white leather couch that wasn't ripped, wasn't. Gross, Ikea, and and yeah. within yeah, but then also within budget, yeah. Okay. Like that's another thing, you know. It's like yeah. obviously, if I had the budget, I would probably just buy like a three thousand dollar white leather couch. But oddly enough, it it's like oh, okay, this is the thing that's gonna hold <laughs> me back the most. It's crazy.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I crazy. gotta keep that one in mind. What led to you becoming an art director?
1: You know, we I guess we all have like unique experiences into getting into something that we do, but. Um, I was working at another job before, like I said earlier in the pod, but I was with them for like 10 years. And then like it was peak COVID. I got a concussion. And so I was off work for like three or four months. And I had a lot to think about. I already at that point was like wanting to leave what I was doing. And I was living with like four or five people at the time who are like my really good friends I still work with, pretty steady. But he's like, oh, yo, I know you want to leave your job. Like, I can get you a few gigs here and there until you find your next thing that you want to do. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm down. I just want to quit my job. I've been with them for 10 years. I'm over it. So um, I went on a few sets, blindly. Like, I had no idea what film was like. No idea what anything was like. I truly never thought about it. And then I got obsessed you got hooked. I got hooked. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'll just do this so that you can figure out your next step. And I was like, lo and behold, my next step was staying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, and then like time just kept going and I was like, Oh, now I'm three years in, you know, like the, it's so crazy yeah. how stuff like that happens. Like it was just a really big decision, a very big fork in the road. I decided to jump in. I was like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know how this is going to go. And I did. and then. Uh, I just started to realize that it was something that I was really into. It just like sparked a lot of things that I already had interest in. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like incredible. I love the freedom. I love the lifestyle. I love the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's kind of like how I got more into art directing. Yeah. And then um, I realized that it still had pieces of elements that I liked from my old job that I can carry into management. this one. Management. Yeah. Yeah. Management. But also just like... um. I like the creative cultures between, like, working in film and then, like, working with, like, and skating. It just, like, Mm -hmm. still had the elements I really liked about it, things that I was passionate about. The Mm -hmm. culture really challenges you to think about so many things. There's so many elements to film that aren't just, like, watch a movie. And now you know everything about film, you know? I can, like, anything. It teaches you to learn about everything. And and then everything and anything because it's all relevant when working on a set, which is, like, really cool. Um, So that's kind of, like, how I got into it.
0: With that, though, I feel like there's the whole other realm of mental health, which I find if you're being told what to do, yes, there's like it can be stressful. But then also working for yourself, there's that break of, okay, well, since I work for myself, I might not be I could not make rent Mm -hmm. or something like that. And like, as you said, all of it just leads on to you.
1: You have a lot more things to like think about with that too. Like, even when you said, like, oh, I can just like not make rent. It's like, it's like, I feel like when you're working nine to five or you're like working at like a specific place, whatever that may be, like, even thinking about your taxes. Mm-hmm. That's something you hope. I'm like, oh, right, <laughs> man. Tax I'm, I'm like tax season's coming up. All my jobs have been invoiced. That's crazy. I, like you have to think about putting money aside for taxes, yeah. getting an HST, making yourself a business. Like there's so yeah. many things that you don't think about because all that stuff was taken care of for you at your whole life before that, you know? Yeah. Like my other job did sent me my T4s, took my taxes out, like everything, paycheck every two weeks. Like mm. there's certain things that were like the comfort. And then as soon as you go into like freelance, <laughs> you're like all that comfortability is gone. And I got to figure it out myself. And it's so great. It's so great and liberating, but it does cause like so much anxiety and stress when you feel like yeah, you don't know what to do.
0: So how do you manage your stress and maintain mental health? while working in the fast-paced and high-pressure environment of the film industry.
1: That's a great question. It's a great you. question. Yeah. I'm happy that you are like asking something about mental health. Yeah, I guess with that it's like, you know, it's something that I'm actually still struggling with. It's it's something that consistently is like at the forefront of my mind because you're being challenged by all your um external issues and then also just like your internal. Everyone's got like mental health issues, you know, whether that's like anxiety, depression, like whatever the case may be, there's something everyone's battling with, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not. So I think it's like a little bit of that mixed with like the, the craziness of the industry. Cause you did say in the question, like it is very fast paced. Um, I think there's different ways that I, I guess I, I go about handling it, whether that be, uh, you know if i'm on if i'm working on something for 3 weeks and each one of those days is 16 hours and it's like a drive there a drive back that's not even in the 16 hours it's like how do i take 20 minutes of that time to like sit and meditate and not think i think there's like beauty within the mundane and like actually turning your brain off for a minute helps mm-hmm. especially in the sense of how this industry works you're constantly thinking you have to be on all the time it's not within um, Like an eight hour day, you're from morning to night, you're thinking about the job that you're on. Mm-hmm. So like reminding yourself to like take a step back is like really good because it's not just beneficial for you. It's beneficial for the job, you know? Yeah. You, if you're just like overwhelmed with it, you're not even doing your full potential anymore because you're just drowning in self-doubt and like tiredness and being overwhelmed con- consistently. So like taking that as a moment. Is important. Yeah. I guess also for me, what I've been trying to do is like realizing like my detachment from failing or having mistakes. I think I used to look at that as an issue when now I kind of look at it, look at it as like just a normal experience that happens. Like failure and mistakes is just absolutely normal. Like you think that I'm going to do the best job ever after day nine after on 16 hour days. Like, yeah. you know, I'm Just as human as the next person. Like, no one is like, no one's superwoman, you know? Like, we can't just like bang that out with and not have a single problem at all. Like, that's like a crazy ask. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. so failing is going to happen and that's okay. That's okay that it happens. It's only going to make you stand up. Yeah, like, I also just think that like before I used to take it very personally and then it would make all my other insecurities highlighted if something happened. And then I would like wallow in self doubt and not know how to and spiral and then like not know how to like kind of get out of that I've really tried to focus on like I said earlier like detaching that from it being my full representation because that's not fully who I am like I said it is just a time in life right now and that's okay Mm. like I look at it as like you know if I'm in a slump now and it's been like three months of like barely getting work or I'm like failing at something I'm like that's okay that is just what's supposed to happen right now but like that's the ebb and flow of life i think there's a lot of beauty and balance and like things can't always just be like amazing and roses right things have to be shit so it's like when things are shit instead of me being sad they're shit i just gotta be like oh okay this this is actually just like important for my growth